There is a saying, cometh the hour, cometh the man. I'm not too sure where exactly it specifically came from, but I think it can describe very well uh, what we are living through at this time of the pandemic. Cometh the hour, cometh the person. And we can see that uh, in a very good way in the medical community, the essential workers, all of the people who have responded in a very selfless way, in a very generous way, and, and have done great honor to their professions. But we would also, we have seen it in, in the society in which we live in today, where there seems to be an incredible amount of agitation and anger and resentment, um, accusation and division. And it's uh, across the board, in media, in politics, in society as well. And it's uh, incredibly disturbing uh, to see so much agitation. And, and sometimes you could say, you know, uh, selfishness of some people acting recklessly uh, in a time of pandemic with, and totally indifferent to the harm it might bring to other people as well. At times like this, it is important that we have something to anchor ourselves in. And that something is what is presented to us in, in the gospel of today. There is something that Jesus spoke about that was the center of his life, that got him up out of bed in the morning, that inspired him, that he lived for. And it is mentioned 162 times in the New Testament. It is actually something that Jesus mentioned 92 times himself. Uh, but after in the early church experience, um, what Jesus lived for disappeared. It uh, went into the background because with Paul's theology, there was, an over, there was a huge emphasis on the person of Christ. And it's important that we remember that Christ didn't preach himself, but he preached what is mentioned in the gospel of today. So in mainline Christianity, this phrase disappeared. And uh, in 1870, they had Vatican I, all the bishops of the world came together, and it never even got a mention at all. And then in Vatican II, it was mentioned 75 times, it was there was the beginning of rediscovery of this phrase. And the phrase I'm speaking about is what Jesus called the kingdom of God. And that is what he lived for. And that was, and what he, it represents is God's dream for the world in which we live in. God's utopia is what the kingdom of God is all about. And when we, we pay attention to it, uh, it, it has an effect on, on our understanding of salvation. And the first effect it has is that, that salvation uh, moves from being uh, an operation, a, a rescue operation, where we are rescued from this world eventually and enjoy eternal light, happiness and peace after we journey through this valley of tears. And sometimes that is... Um, you know, when you hear people saying when somebody dies, oh, they're in a better place. 
And it's a very sad thing to hear and people say, especially if it's a younger person where, you know, people are very grieved that they're in a better place. But this should be the better place. So it moves our emphasis from salvation as being only in the next life to transformation, to God's dream, is that this world in which we live in would be transformed to be on earth as it is in heaven. So what Christ lived for obviously was eternal life. But first and foremost, his emphasis was in transforming the world in which we live in. Jesus never defined the kingdom. And some scholars would say that the place we best find a definition of what Jesus meant about the kingdom was in St. Paul's letter uh, to the Romans. When he says it, it is justice, the kingdom of God is justice and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let us look at the word uh, justice and, and what does that mean? Justice means life-giving relationships. Justice means life-giving relationships. That is a life-giving relationship with God. The God we worship is a God who is a life-giving relationship. And this God wants us to have a life-giving relationship with ourselves. To have a life-giving relationship with other, every other human being in the world who are our brothers and sisters. And a life-giving relationship with creation which would involve, in a very particular way, care for creation. Now that in itself is something that is very profound. And if we followed what Christ designed for humanity in that, it would lead to a very profound change in the world in which we live in. The second word that St. Paul is peace. And this is where we have to look at the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, one of the statements that was being made was a complete renunciation of all acts or words of violence from one human being to another. So it is a complete repudiation of hatred, of resentment, of acts of violence from one human being to another. Once again, if everybody followed Christ and refrained from supporting acts of violence or using words of violence from one human being to another, or even supporting, you could imagine, those things that lead to violence, wars, uh, conflicts, all of the th things that, that come from an oppression and a division that exists in society. I think since records began, human beings have been at war from the time that first history is recorded right up until today. And that is very sad that there is no human being that has ever lived in this world that has not experienced war in some way, that war has been going on in some place in the world from since records began which is many thousands of years ago. 
So that's once again is what Jesus is, is, is saying what the kingdom of God is about. It is about a profound sense of, of peace, a profound sense of well-being in which all human beings flourish. The joy in the Holy Spirit is the creation of a community of people who make and value um, justice and peace in their lives, that they live for life-giving relationships. They live for a society in which there is the absence of war, the absence of violence, the absence of hatred, the absence of resentment and all of those things. And that is where when Jesus uh, celebrated with joy, that is why the Eucharist is so important to us. Because when Jesus wanted to celebrate on earth as it is in heaven, he sat down and had a meal with the sinners and tax collectors. He was celebrating the new people of God. And that is why when we come to celebrate the Eucharist, it's a thanksgiving, it's a time of joy, it's a gathering of the new people of Israel, the new people of God, people who make a priority in their lives what Jesus meant by the kingdom of God, justice and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the final point I will make is that nobody knows when that kingdom is going to come to completion. We have the mediator of the kingdom is Jesus. And that which is mediated has not yet been fulfilled. And that is why the kingdom of God is a gift that God has given to us through his son Jesus, but it is also a task. And we will hasten its coming, and it will come more quickly the more we make what Jesus talked about, the kingdom of God, a reality in our lives. So let us try and make what St. Paul told us about the kingdom of God, justice and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, uh, the priority and the most important words are the most important thing in our lives as well. Yeah.